the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. How can you stop the rain from falling down? How can you mend the broken hearts? How can you stop the rain from falling down? How can you stop the sun from shining? AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. A couple minutes after four, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Very glad this hour to be able to bring in Jim Spaulding in studio. He is with Cardiac Care and Safety. Hello, Jim. How you doing, Tim? Good. Thanks Good for finding. You. Thanks for finding us. It's not easy to find our station, you know. No problem. It was no problem. You you've been in the area before. Soon? I have. Okay. Some I people have. they put the GPS and they want it like in the next county. So yeah. We always say we're next to Green Valley Country Club. Yes. Which uh, we have events over there sometimes. Yeah, you know, Green Valley Country Club. We've we've been providing our training for them for many many years. Oh, cool. So I, I know know this area very well. Okay. Well, we <laughs> we want to unpack some stuff over this hour. I think people are going to find this very interesting and very practical mm-hmm. uh, and helpful. But just for starters, just let people know kind of an overview what uh, cardiac care and safety does and, and uh, who can be helped, yeah. so to speak. So what we do primarily, we're a training and service company. So we, we provide safety training, uh, CPR training, okay. first aid training, OSHA-type training. Um, What's OSHA? OSHA is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Okay. Yes. So we provide like bloodborne pathogens training for OSHA and wow. that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, so we provide them. The primarily, we, we provide it for uh, uh, organizations, individuals that are required to have it. So okay. they, they have to have it for their license. So they have to have it for the state requires it. Um, so we do a lot of that type of training, but we also do training for a lot of organizations where they just want to do it because it's a good thing to do. And uh, yeah. we come in and we, we have a really good system, the good way we do it. We get a lot of really positive reviews for how we do it. And okay. so, yeah. So when it, one example would be just someone, you know, a CPR you mentioned, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. That, it's a very basic thing, like good for anybody to know that. Abs- absolutely. Right. Uh, uh, our, we are intensely practical. 
So we are, you know, we, we can handle the, the, the nurse that's done this 20 times, you know, in their, in their career, 20, done the training 20 times. Yes. Those, we, we love doing those because they'll come out and say that was the best CPR training I've ever had. <laughs> Good. No kidding. Uh, but then we'll also train the, 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 the very nervous mom who, who, you know, doesn't sure. have any medical background at all, but it's just afraid that their child's going to choke or they're going to need some first aid care and they're not going to know what to do. So we specialize there as well. So kind of across, okay. across the, the gamut there. So yeah. we'll dig into this, some of that, uh, in this, uh, in this hour. And also, um, I'm sure we'll be able to, I know you have stories. I'm sure you have stories. Yeah. Lots of stories. So, uh, we'll get into all those coming up just take a short break. We'll come back. It's Jim Spaulding, uh, our guest today with cardiac care and safety. Uh, on the Tim DeMoss Show, it's AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. They give me my money. No. Man. I said no. No, I want my money. I said, I said no. I said no, Pop. Now get out of here. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. WFIL, continuing our conversation on Tim DeMoss Show, Jim Spaulding with us. Yeah, enjoying your time so far, Jim? Absolutely. All right, we're glad you're here. Part of what you do, obviously, involves real-life application, and you're not just a classroom kind of guy for a rainy day. You've seen these things happen firsthand, and we have a guest on the line who knows a little something about your work and appreciates it. Absolutely. Yeah. we got Steve Obot here. Yeah, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hey, Tim and Jim. Great to be on. Yeah, thank you for taking time. And tell the story, guys. I'll let you take it away. You you, you, either, you guys are playing hoops, right, one day? I was not there, actually. This is this – is, Oh, you heard? No, okay. so Steve's got to share the story. I have no details, but, but you, Steve's got to share the okay, story. Okay, Steve. That's fine, yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was I had the opportunity to – I play basketball on a regular basis at a local high school uh, while playing basketball after the first game. I didn't feel quite right. I went to get a sit down, and then I went to, to get up to get a drink of water. And uh, shortly after getting up, I collapsed on the floor and had a sudden cardiac death. At that time, the guys I was playing basketball all came around me, recognized that, uh, took my pulse, recognized I had no pulse, started CPR. Another guy called 911, and more importantly, I passed out just within feet of uh, an AED. Uh, fortunately, the batteries in the AED had been changed about two weeks prior. Wow. And uh, two of the guys I played with had been trained on how to use the device. They got it out, started using it, and uh, the type of situation I was in, the AD was able to actually, um, you know, restart my heart, and I was brought back to life. Unbelievable. The AED stands for the Automated uh-huh. External Defibrillator. Okay. 
And so there are a lot of pieces you just rattled off there, Steve, that had to line up, right? You had you had to have the device on site. So that's one checkpoint for yeah, people. Yeah, fortunately, yeah, that device in particular, there's, there's a large high school, and it, there was one at the, the very other end of the high school. But in recent years, they realized that they wanted to have one in the gym hmm. where the athletes perform because that's often a time where that might happen under exertion. Wow. So that one had been donated by a local rotary um, in conjunction with the school. And uh, I was just right there where I, where I fell down. And like you said, the, the batteries had been changed, so someone had to be on top of that. And Yeah, had- there's scheduled maintenance, I guess, that they must do. And so the person who's in charge of that uh, did that. And then uh, the device also keeps a log. So the, the guy who does the maintenance on the device was kind enough to send me the log. So I got to see when the device was turned on, what it did its initial check. After a certain number of you know, minutes had elapsed, a minute or two had elapsed, it did a check. Then it says stand back, apparently. And then it does its its work to bring me back, and then it says stand back again, and then it says I'm back up and running again. Wow, That's amazing! Something. Plus the guys who are playing ball with you, also because you get all the good intentions in the world, but if nobody knows what they're doing, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of um, yeah. Go ahead, Jim. I was just going to say that there's uh, several parts of this story that kind of come together that that make it even more amazing. One is Steve's my neighbor. Our neighbor across the street there. Uh, And uh, um, that AED actually was donated by uh, the Savino Foundation, the Louis Savino Foundation, which I was connected to a number of years ago because my own brother passed of cardiac arrest. He was 15 years old up in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, he was one of three boys that passed in about a six-month period in Pennsylvania. And so my brother's – my brother Kyle – his uh, his picture was in the Philadelphia Inquirer at the time with this other boy, Louis Savino. And what year uh, would that have been about? Two thousand one. Okay, it was February two thousand one. Wow. So, uh, I met Louis's mother and aunt, and they started the Louis Savino Foundation, and the and the the foundation was about donating AEDs. Uh, the very first AED they donated was to the school. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> How about that? So so I got the call very quickly. Yeah, Jim, this, the, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the foundation was kind enough to work in conjunction with the Rotaries to actually have a hero ceremony yep. for the men who had acted uh, in that act to bring me back to life. So they had a, a ceremony there at the high school um, where they honored them. They gave me a little heart plaque, and then they gave them some hero plaques just for their acts of service. And the, the foundation said that this was the first AD that they had placed that actually had been used to bring someone back to life. Amazing. What a story. So I got to call. It was Lorraine Sakura, who's, who's uh, Lewis's uh, uh, aunt. I got to call her and tell her that, that, uh, uh, <laughs> that, that news, and it was a big, a big deal. So, yeah, amazing. How was it for you afterwards, Steve, as far as uh... – that that day, do you remember much of what happened and coming I out? I do, I do, Tim. I often tell people that uh, you know while I was really uh, out, that I saw them. So, I, Tim, I saw you. No, no I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's usually what I tell people. <laughs> ah! um, but anyway, no. Ironically, right after coming, being brought back up from the uh, from the AD, I actually felt pretty good, almost like I was ready to go back in the game. But at that point in time, the paramedics had just arrived. And I'll tell you another fun little story that goes along. with. There's all little nuances mm-hmm. to this, but it was exciting that I looked up and one of the policemen together with the emergency technicians who was there, I recognized him. 
Uh, and so I'm like, Josh, hey, how you doing? And he didn't recognize me because at that time they had already cut open my shirt and they were doing all, kind of, all kinds of stuff stuck on me. And I'm like, oh, you remember? And he actually was married to my sister, my, my wife's sister. Wow. She, she was his <laughs> first husband. But I hadn't seen him in probably 15 years. And uh, he's now a local policeman. Uh, Josh is his name. And so he's like, oh, Josh. And he's like, Steve, is that you? I'm like, yeah, it's me. And so I think while I was saying those remarks, a lot of the people who I was playing basketball thought maybe I had some brain damage due to being you know, dead for a period of time. <laughs> Most definitely. But those guys told me that. Really, yeah. <laughs> that. Once it was really Josh, then they thought, okay, it looks okay. Um, and then the story, just to kind of finish it out, and then, Jim, I'm sure you want to talk about our other neighbors as well, yeah. just for the contrast. But um, they took me in the ambulance. I actually wanted to walk out to the ambulance. They put me on the gurney, took me over to a local hospital. A local hospital was not able to help me at that time. So by then, they needed to send me down to University of Pennsylvania's cardiac ICU. But because the traffic was so bad in our area at that time, uh, they actually put me into a helicopter. Um, and so they flew me down in a helicopter, brought me into cardiac ICU. Eventually, they did a variety of procedures and, and were able to find out that I had my Widowmaker's artery was over 80% clogged. And during that exertion, that's what I was saying, during playing sports, uh, you have some exertion and things are a little more constricted, and it became 100% blocked. And that's really what caused the cardiac arrest. So um, they went in and did an angioplasty, put in the stent, and then a day and a half later, I was released from the hospital. Two weeks later, I passed a stress test, and two and a half weeks later, I was out playing basketball with this guy again, and I even played this morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just listening in, uh, Tim DeMoss show, Steve Obot is uh, our guest joining us as a part of our conversation today, Jim Spalding with Cardiac uh, Care and Safety uh, is uh, here. And, uh, you know, also one other dynamic to this, Steve, you know, uh, you're a believer, you love the Lord, and as you look back at all of these pieces that came together, you know, I'm guessing that's you got to see God's handiwork all over that. Yeah, again, you know, the sovereignty of God is really pronounced. Um, the guys I played basketball with, many of whom love the Lord, um, they were there. They not only obviously engaged in all these physical activities, but there was also spiritual activities. Guys were standing next to me praying um, for me that the Lord would intervene at this time. In addition to that, you know, obviously people who came and, you know, all those things had to be orchestrated because I could have had this incident happen. I traveled for work, it could happen on a plane. It couldn't happen while I was driving. It could have happened in a place where there was no devices nearby. Mm-hmm. And so just to see that, you know, at least at this point in time, the things that God had for me to hear, to be and to do here on this earth weren't yet done definitely is a something that gives you a lot of thought. Um, you know, really makes you examine your priorities and make sure that you're really uh, living for the Lord, um, not only in your physical body, but in terms of the your heart, mind, and soul, and make sure that that is all right for the Lord. Yeah. And, and how old were you when this happened to you? Uh, this was just, just, I was just under 50 years of age. Okay. So so, I was 48 uh, at that time. What I do recommend is many of the listeners, if they are wise, that, that you know, they'd be careful not to just put all this pressure on their husband to go get a stress test tomorrow, <laughs> or the husband sometimes don't tell all their wives because they feel the pressure. But at the same time, it is a good thing, you know, at that season of life, unfortunately, the number one killer of people for, for guys between the ages of 40 and 50 is sudden cardiac death. So it is prevalent. It is a, not a bad idea to see the cardiologist preventively, um, particularly if you're having any struggles. In my case, I was not, um, but it's it's not a very bad thing. So it was a surprise to you in a lot of ways. Is this the first notice, so to speak, that you had 
trouble that didn't have feigning before in your life or kind of a thing? No, unfortunately not. I mean, there was no really telltale signs at this point in time. It was just some things that had to build up over time. So, um, you know. Wow. And then, Jim, did you want to share? There's unfortunately, Tim, when you talk about the sovereignty of God, and I don't, you know, I don't understand it to be fair in some cases, and why me and why not somebody else? There was a stark contrast. So I did talk to my next door neighbor who lives across from Jim. Uh, he and I were mowing our yards in the back door, and I told him about it. Uh, he neglected to tell his wife about that. And then, Jim, why don't you pick up the story from there? Yeah, uh, he uh, also, uh, this is maybe, I guess, about six months after your incident, right in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah this was in January. Mm-hmm. Also playing basketball. Um, he uh, he didn't feel right, felt a little dizzy, and he collapsed. Um, and the story, you know, from the details that I've been able to get through his wife was that nobody really acted very quickly. Um, he was diabetic, so they assumed it was a, a diabetic situation. I'm not, it's unclear whether there was an AED there or not, but there was, was no, nobody went to get it. Okay. So there was no AED. Uh, I'm not sure how quickly 911 was called, but it was, it was a real contrast to your situation, Steve, certainly. Um, all and, those and pieces, all, all those, those factors, all those factors. Absolutely. The AED again, automatic external, uh, the automated external automated. defibrillator, automated external defibrillator. So they didn't yes. have it on site. That's a, that's right there. Right. A problem. Right. Without that though, could maybe if people knew what they were doing, at least done something yeah I, I mean the chances are are a lot less without an aed but they're not zero so definitely you should start cpr um yeah absolutely wow See, uh, steve i did not know that timeline i did not know that and that you guys had talked wow yeah and that's why i was making some humorous remarks here i think it's still beneficial to share and get checked out but yep. at the same time you know you don't need to create unnecessary anxiety and worry i think it's just about just good cardiac care yeah. yep. at the end of the day Um, And then the other thing I just want to encourage people is to just, you know, obviously the Lord has a plan for everyone. And and so there's a time where we're all going to go. It's just, you know, if if you can do things to kind of keep track of those things and be responsible. Um, And ironically, on the AD spot, the the other thing I could mention is, you know, it's one of those things. Do you ever buy a car and then you start noticing all the other people have your car? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an AED is a very similar thing. Um, if you actually pay attention and you actually are on the lookout for AEDs, you'd be amazed at how many of them you will see in all the places you go. Absolutely. You go to your local, uh, like a Sam's Club, or you go to a um, a high school, or you go to a church, or you go to somewhere. Be on the lookout. It's amazing how many AEDs you'll come across. Yeah. Um, in your in your travels, and so they just become much more prevalent. And obviously, they've been very effective, uh, particularly in my case and many others. Yeah, when you when you're looking quickly for one in a public place, you look for the sign that says AED or a heart with a lightning bolt down the middle of it. Is another thing that you would look for. But it's kind of uh, neat that I think that way because yeah, like you said, Steve. Once you're aware, yeah. Now you become uh, you know someone who could be of help uh, in a situation. Exactly. Yeah, that's great, Steve. Thanks for taking time out of your workday to chat with us and share sure. your story. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, very, very grateful. Thanks, guys. I'm just very grateful to God for this opportunity and also just to be able to share my story. Awesome. Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest All of your day. Right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Steve Obot checking in. Jim Spaulding in studio from Cardiac Care and Safety Incorporated. We'll take a short break. Come back at you with more on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com.
Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Continue our conversation at the Tim DeMoss Show with Jim Spaulding of Cardiac Care and Safety. We're trying to educate the people here, Jim. A little bit. Yep. And that's what you do all the time. Now, you do businesses. You were talking about that. We just heard from Steve and his story, Steve Obot, which is a great uh, story. Um, and I'm, we can delve into some more. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned kind of working with businesses as a – is that kind of the main thing that you do? Main thing we do is is – is deal with businesses and organizations. Like who have you worked with, for example? Uh, it could be anybody from Tasty Cake and Dietz and Watson. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Green Valley, Green Valley Country Clubs. A lot of the a lot of the clubs in the area are yeah. customers. It could be your local dentist. We do a lot of training. Okay. Good chance that uh, anybody listening, your dentist has been trained by by one of our instructors in CPR. So, so. some of the people it's a place where it's required. Like how, mm-hmm. how often is it typical for like the dentist or for a medical professional? Every, is it every year, every two years, every or- two years. So I bought this business 21 years ago, uh, in, so 1998, February of 1998. Okay. In 1999, it became a requirement in Pennsylvania for all dentists and hygienists to be trained in CPR. Yeah, for their nice, license. nice move by yeah. you. I like to think it was great planning. It was not, well, it just, it just happened to be the case. You so. were mentioning your brother, Kyle. Yeah. In the last segment. Did his passing have anything to do with buying the business? Or? Yeah, it did not actually. I had already owned this business for three years. Yeah. Right. That okay. Happened. Right, so, right, right. so, uh, yeah. So it definitely gives me more of a passion for what I do. Uh, but it wasn't the reason that I got into this. Okay, so, Why, which was which was basically uh, I was uh, newly married and uh, and wasn't sure what my next uh, what the next thing we were going to do yeah. was going to be. And uh, friends of ours had started this little business, this little CPR and first aid training business, and and uh, they were leaving the area and said you should think about this. And and we did, and and we we dove in. And that was twenty one years, twenty one years later. Wow, exactly. All right, so there's all these businesses who may need it, need it, need it for yes. real. And yes. so often, if you have a relationship with a certain office or hospital, or whatever, they'll just say we'll see you in you know twenty two months from now or whatever. Exactly before it expires. Every two years. Yep. Okay, uh, but then how about the person who's listening right now? Like uh, you mentioned, a nervous mom who wants to make sure she can get the the uh, the peas out of their kid's throat if he's choking or something. Or let's say there's a, a, a responsible father. <clears throat> Who would like to right. say, I have a wife and kids and I want to take care of my family? You know, does uh... Well, you've got a personal story we're going to have to come back to. That's true. Actually, with your son. So we'll come back to that. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, we do that. It's not a, a, a big part of what we do, but it is something we do. And a lot of times, like, for instance, it might be a, a preschool that's that uh, we do training for that okay. says, hey, we're going to open this up to our parents uh, and, and they'll okay. have an evening where we'll come out or a Saturday and they'll, they will come out. Um, and then we we every month do some public classes where people can just join, and okay. we do those in different places in the area. And it, uh, but we're every month there's there's a couple of options. So if somebody wanted to call us and say, I want to, I would like to jump in and just and do this. Okay. It is not daunting at all. It's a fun thing that we do. The way we do it is very. Um, 
It's not overwhelming. People okay. leave and they're like, I, I can do this. So that's, that's lots the idea. of big words with lots of syllables. Oh, and yeah. Not a lot of those things at all. Biology quiz and things like that? Oh. <laughs> no, none <laughs> well, of that. Not like that. Okay. Not like that. Jim exactly. Spalding, Cardiac Care and Safety is our guest. So uh, what's an example? What, like, I'm guessing there are different levels that people could um, you know, take a one-hour yeah. crash course or yeah. a three-hour or a weekend away in the heartland. Get it? Heartland of America. Yeah. No. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what are the cho- what are the, what are the opportunities, or what's is there a main thing that you say? Look, this is the main. This is the the basic cheeseburger. Maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> yeah, cheeseburger. Here's the bad basic example. veggie burger on gluten free bread. <laughs> exactly. So, what what? Yeah, it, it really does depend on the organization. So, you know, we we do a lot of like social service agencies. So, like. Like like Salvation Army for one, or okay, uh, and we'll be doing just a basic CPR and first aid training. And training it'll it'll take a few hours. It 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 really depends whether they're getting recertified or whether it's happening for the first time. Okay, but then we'll you know for a dentist, let's say we'll go in and we'll do a, it's a basic life support, so it's a higher level uh, uh, CPR training for more the healthcare provider yeah but for dentists we happen to do like medical emergencies training and osha training and that kind of thing so we do a little bit more that's more continuing ed as well so this this often the work that you do whether the things you're just describing could also for the average person who or even a business is like we really should do that but not today you know the kind of things like we'll we'll get to it we'll get to it um it it, is there something or a message you could say but that helps people realize Look, it's not like you have to shut your business down for the whole week. Oh, right, and, right. Like you can get everything vacuum and get everything perfect. What's you know what on a simple level really could it be all about that doesn't take so much? Yeah, absolutely. It is not an onerous thing. We can come in in the morning. We can come in over lunch. We can come in in the afternoon and 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 do this. It's uh, you know basic CPR AED, which is the, again the automated external defibrillator, which is all standard. They they go together now. Um, Couple hours. We're not talking about okay. uh, a, a big, uh, a big time commitment. And the, and you mentioned that that it's something that the organizations will say we should do this. Unfortunately, we get that call a lot. We should have done this. Mm-hmm. We had a situation. We didn't know what to do, and so now we're calling to make sure we know what to do. Yeah. Uh, so we get that call actually far too often as well. Yeah. yeah. I bet. I bet. Well, that's good to know. And and you brought up a key point there. That you go to them. It's not yes. like they have to go to your office or go to. Very convenient. We're all about convenience. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's good. Well, maybe now's a good time. If you want to mention my, my, the story about my son, Toby, but also because it ties in with where he learned. Yes. So this is a number of years ago. I, uh, I provided a, just a little basic high-level training for the boys' club at our church. So it's uh, – this is like kids are fourth, 10? fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, something like that. Like 10 years old, 9, 10, 11 years old. Okay. And I did some just some basic, basic things like awareness. Like, what, how do you know that there's a problem? Or... Yeah, I, and that's that. I used the mannequin. I talked about uh, if your, your sibling's choking, what to do. We did some, some, of, the, some of those types of things. Yeah. So, fast forward a few months later, I'm not exactly sure the timeline now, but uh, Toby relayed the story that he heard your wife. Yelling for him to, and he ran up, and and your daughter, Theodora, yeah. so Teddy, who who hangs out with my daughter all the time, yeah. uh, was choking, 
And uh, and your wife was saying, go get Mr. Spaulding. Go get Mr. Spaulding. And he started to, and then he remembered, no, I know what to do. And he, he turned around and he, and he said, mom, this is what you do. And showed her how to do it. And out popped whatever it was she was choking on. Pretty amazing story, actually. It, <laughs> you know? It really is. A group of a, a dozen or two boys just learning yes. a simple class, which is something, again, you could theoretically go to a church or like I said, preschool or I've elementary done that school. Plenty. Absolutely. What, what about yeah. si- – just on that topic, what, what – is there a recommended size to make sure that you can have some kind of interaction like to, you want know, an assembly with hundreds of people in it or is that too well, overwhelming? We, we've done uh, – we do groups of 300 at a time from time to time, but that's really rare. It's, it's usually a group of 10 to 20. More personal a, that way. It's more personal that way. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. Everybody gets a chance to pump the mannequin. Yeah. Like, boom. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Everyone gets their chance on – what does everybody want to do? Does everybody want to try? Like, what is this thing? You know, <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it's it runs the gamut, but generally you're one of the two. You either don't want to touch it, or you want or you want to jump on top of it. He one has of no two. eyes. <laughs> this is weird. This is weird. Exactly. We have uh, Jim Spalding in in uh, studio. Cardiac care and safety is what he does, uh, and you know there are, again lots of stories, uh, lots of ways people can be. I mean, it really it can benefit, but education in general, and then take it as you need it. Uh, I'm thinking. I was reading a story uh, about this hockey player from, mm-hmm. I guess, North Carolina or whatever, and he had a heart attack on the ice. Yeah. This was just like just a couple two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Absolutely. Right. And then there was a, a player who knew something, and so they called 911. It was which, a player who was an emergency room doc, doctor. Crazy. Yes. So, okay, so there's that. But even as I read through the article, I'm thinking, okay, well, the first thing they did was call 911. So uh-huh. even as that's like a first step, like first step, call 911, get Absolutely. somebody else coming. Then he knew to do some chest compressions, I think, mm-hmm. which was, does what? That gets you oxygen? That's circulating the blood, carrying oxygen to the brain. So you're trying to keep the brain alive. That's okay. what you're doing with CPR. Absolutely. Okay. So he did that, but it wasn't working to the extent – I mean because I think it said almost five minutes later he still had no pulse. And I'm guessing even part of your class could be don't give up. It doesn't mean he's done. Like, you know. For sure. Right. Absolutely. Because Ab- you can just stand back and be like, I don't think he's – I don't think he's moving. I think yeah. he's dead. Yeah. In fact, the 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 um, a big point to take away is that if you're doing CPR on somebody, there's really often no change that you would know that you wouldn't necessarily know that you're getting the oxygen circulated to the brain wow. or not. It's not. It's not like there's a, a going to be a physical reaction that you'll see. So you got to keep going. You just got to know what it is you're doing. You're circulating that oxygen until again that defibrillator shows up. Yeah. So so. The way, the the reason uh, the AED, the automated external defibrillator, is so important when somebody goes into cardiac arrest, often their heart's out of rhythm. It's called ventricular fibrillation. That's the biggest word I'm going to use. Ventricular okay. fibrillation. <laughs> but the heart is just picture of the heart's just kind of stuck in this chaotic rhythm, and you can do CPR. You can circulate blood, but that's not going to bring that heart back. They need to be shocked. They need to be defibrillated. Okay. So, uh, and, and the way that the the statistics go. Somebody goes into cardiac arrest every minute that passes that they don't get that defibrillation, their chance of survival decreases by about 10% every minute. The national average response time for the ambulance is 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Wow. So you do the math, right? 10 yeah. minutes. So, you know, we just talked about, you know, just talked to Steve. That AED is not on scene and they don't use it early. The story might have gone a lot, a lot differently, you know? Yeah. So, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. 
Jim Spalding, our guest. We need to take a short break. We'll come back and, uh, and uh, wrap up our conversation. Uh, he's with Cardiac Care and Safety. By the way, uh, if you're just tuning in and missing some of this good info, you can catch a podcast. We usually have it up on our site within an hour of the show. So we'll be back with more. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Our guest uh, in studio today is Jim Spaulding with Cardiac Care and Safety Incorporated. And uh, we've talked a lot, a lot about the, uh, the services you offer in terms of where the businesses and the individuals. And uh, last segment, you're sharing a story about our son, Toby, who learned a little bit about what you do through church and a little presentation, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Uh, that you had there, uh, which brought to mind, you know, um, people are learning from you, whether it's because they have to for certifications or because they want to, uh, maybe it's both, but I'm thinking just on the side note, taking a class and actually doing it, I'm, I'm guessing you've heard some stories, uh, just what it was like. Cause there's still that, I hope I remember what to do. You know, what do you say to people as far as when they're t- even, they're taking your class, like, it's yeah. not like you're going to have probably a bunch of opportunities to get it right exactly. the next time. So the, yeah. the, the sobering responsibility that comes with it, and yet in the moment, do you find that what you learn is actually not so, so hard that you, you're like, I'm flustered. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly what we hear back from people is, I wasn't sure if I could do it, but I found myself in the situation and I had to do it and I did it. I did it and I fell apart afterwards, but you know, in the moment I was able to do it. And that's overwhelmingly really what we hear back from people. And it's, it is uncanny how often it's the person that was the most nervous in the class Hmm. that ends up coming back and saying, I did it. I was able to do it. I, I, um, I was, you know, they shocked themselves, you know, that they were, how, how well they responded. So You really don't know how you're going to react until you're actually in an emergency. That's the reality. And some people just don't perform well. But the majority of people, the majority stories we hear back are, I was able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And age range, what's, I mean, technically never too young to learn at least something. What what are the youngest kids you work with? I mean, much younger than ten years old. We've, I mean, we've done not not really. I mean, we've done we've done a number of uh, over the years. We've done stuff with Boy Scouts, okay. uh, Cub Scouts, even. Uh, there's a Ready Man badge. I, I don't know if that's Cubs, Cub Scouts, or Boy Scouts, but that we've yeah. done some things for that. That um, and and some Girl Scout stuff too. Um, so we've done some of that. I mean, it, it's it it is generally going to be. Uh, that working age and up, yeah. you know, the the majority. But to gain it, but there's that the whole value since what, a lot of what you do is educating. Yeah, the the value of getting that on the whole idea of being prepared at a young age, so it's on their radar their whole lives. Then they become ambassadors, Absolutely. really, for just the idea of being ready. Uh, if you're just joining us, we one of the things I guess 
we had a guest on earlier in the program, a gentleman named Steve, who was playing basketball and collapsed, basically. And there were several things in place. There was an AED on site, the Automated External Defibrillator. Did I say it right? You did. Yes. yes. It only took you 11 times. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So there was one on site. Yeah. There was the, the batteries had been changed two weeks prior. Yes. So it was somebody else's job. And then there were a couple guys playing basketball who knew what to do with the machine yep. and knew what to do in general. So all those pieces came together. So that's a, that's a, um, and, and Steve actually at the end said, once you see these AEDs around, you start to, like it happens, you start to realize, oh, there's one over at Walmart in the wall there. There's one over at Sam's Club. Yes. There's whatever. You become aware. So, because the reason I wanted to have you on today, really a, a big reason is just so people become aware and, and let people have it on their radars. Uh, because it's not like you never know when you might need it. it Chances are you actually may need it, like more than you think you do. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and these devices, when we're talking about the AEDs, they are very simple, easy devices, and you can't mess them up. So don't picture, you know, <laughs> like some some ER show where they're rubbing the, the pads together and it's a manual defibrillator. That Those are for the hospital. These are for... Uh, we say it's it's uh, defibrillation for dummies. You know, it really is. <laughs> yeah. It's so simple. They talk. They tell you what to do. They won't shock if they don't need it. You know, you you cannot override that function. Yeah. I'm so, thinking of that kind of thing. Like, uh, absolutely, he didn't need that. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. For most people, the fact that it won't shock. Uh, if they don't need it, is a good thing. But then there's those little people say, you know, snap their fingers, they wish they wish it would. <laughs> yeah. So. Speaking of equipment, yeah. I mean, is that the kind of thing? Are there places? How do you how do you people go about that? Yeah, those we are... we do sell them. We do sell the AEDs. Uh, okay. And we have them. We uh, kind of the next wave of these, honestly, is home because seventy percent of cardiac arrest occur at home. So that's yeah, kind yeah. of the next. That's the next wave. I mean. I've had one in the house for 10 years. You know, it's it's something that uh, it is the most common place for these. Right. So Right. So in the uh, sense. For, for not for these. I'm sorry. It's the most common place for cardiac arrest. It's not the most common place for for defibrillators yet. But uh, Right. But, I mean, do, are they going to get into it? Do, do you ever see in terms of whether it's price point for those, affordability yeah. and or insurance or like. Could it's, that all, it's all that. It's all those things because the insurance can get involved if it's if there's a history they can they can cover cover. Uh, okay. Part of it or all of it, um, but honestly, it's a lot of. Uh, somebody will be in in a class and they'll say, "I really want to have one of those at home. I've got my mom that lives with me, or or my husband has a history, or wh- whatever it might be." And they say, "I want to have one of those in the house," and and they and they will. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. We uh, we have one more break to take, and we'll come back. I mentioned, um, I you know, the couple of stories we shared over the course of the hour. There's a one that was on. Um, on Channel Six, not long ago, and it involves some. Isn't somebody who, uh, who who took your class? Oh, <laughs> yes, that's that's my uh, my wife's cousin Emily who yes. was involved. So, yep, I get, so yeah, I can we'll tell that, that story. story. It's a good one. Yeah, okay. Among others, you got tons of them. I'm sure yes. rattling around in your head. Yes, but just as there's the practicality of the training, what's involved. Well, back in just a second. AM five sixty WFIL WFIL dot com. You. Gotta have heart. All you really need is heart. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL. 
WFIL.com, Tim DeMoss Show, rolling along, thanking the hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio between 4.02 and 4.58 every day, Joe Harnett, with all the heart music today. The, you appreciate the music today? The, Absolutely. He's got some good good theme, good, good songs, <laughs> heart theme songs on this fine broadcast. Uh, before the break there, I was asking you about a story that was on Channel 6 a while back yeah. involving, because you, you train thousands of people, thousands. and to see uh, on the news an example of one. This is actually my, my wife's cousin, Emily. She called me, this a few years ago actually now, she calls me and says, and I've trained her a bunch of times uh, over the years, and she, uh, she says she was at church. There was a boy on the bus just outside the church playing this game called Chubby Bunny. This is in Pottstown, This right? is uh, out that way? Uh, yeah, Valley Forge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, it's, it's this game where yeah. you stuff marshmallows in your mouth, try to say I'm a Chubby Bunny. I Stupid did that game. at a youth group years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Bad game. Real chubby bad game. Bunny. Exactly. Dude, it's gross. So yeah. this kid <laughs> inhales a marshmallow into his airway. So he's got this gooey, sticky marshmallow stuck in there. Wow. His father does not know what to do. So he sticks his finger in the kid's mouth. The kid bit his finger. When he pulled it out, he pulled the kid's front two teeth out. So the kid's still choking. He's bleeding. They pick him up. They run inside. At first, no one knows what to do. They get to Emily. She runs over. She says, this kid's purple. He's bleeding. People are screaming and crying. It was a horrible scene. So she comes around to do it. She did the, the what we extracted her, the abdominal thrusts, also known as the Heimlich Maneuver. Did it several times, seven, eight, nine times. Finally, it moved and came out. And he survived. She was in the news. You saw that news report. I went and did a CPR class at this church a, a month later. 80 people showed up to take the class. And marshmallows have been banned from that church <laughs> as well. And this boy was seven years old. Yeah, he was yeah, seven years old. A big seven-year-old. Uh, but, yes, yeah, seven years old. Yeah. But I'm just thinking to be all the players in that story, to be oh. the dad, oh. like – What's happening? How did this happen? And what it's not what? And it's happening before your eyes. Yes, yes. And then for for your students uh-huh. to have the you know satisfaction is not the right word, but to look back on that, I'm sure you were saying a little earlier how sh- you can almost be shaking afterwards. Like, oh yeah, at the the adrenaline after you know because of the adrenaline adrenaline uh, to, yeah. to do this afterwards, it's it's really common to feel. Not not feel great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Those are good stories, um, and and I'm sure you have many more over the years. Yeah. Uh, for just to recap, folks, Jim Spalding, cardiac care and safety. Um, every now and again, we enjoy using this program really for public service to help people understanding and think through and understand what's going on around them and their possibilities to at least you know put it on your radar and hopefully it doesn't become like yeah 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 you really should do that. So, are there uh, the the point from someone hearing what we've been talking about today and actually doing something, we're trying to knock some barriers down, mm-hmm. like it's not like you have to do all day or it's an all week thing. Right. It could really be a couple of hours in the morning or lunch or later in the day. Mm-hmm. Do you see people do anything differently than that? Like stay for, you know, stay after work. Yeah. And we'll do whatever. We'll do it in the evening sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, but it could be, could it be an event? Like I know sometimes people are looking for, Something to do with their oh. community group or church. Oh, for or sure. Oh, well, yeah. We do that a lot. We also do 
CPR parties. Well, we'll come to the house, <laughs> okay, and do it. And it's that's a that's a great way to do it. It's a really great way to do it. We can get know. Joe to DJ it because he's Absolutely. got the heart, the, the heart pumping the house tunes. Well, staying alive is the is the that's that's the the rhythm that you want to use while doing the compressions. As really, it turns out. yeah. Unfortunately, the other, other song is another one, "Bites the Dust," but that's not a good one. <laughs> no. We're gonna do. We're gonna okay. stay positive. Stay with <laughs> staying alive. You've studied this, haven't you? <laughs> that's something. Well, it's great having you in, man. And yeah. uh, you know, again, I would encourage people to listen through the podcast because we covered a lot of things. Whether it's if you're an individual versus a business, if you want to be part of a, a, a you know a, a class of some sort, or yeah. um, and and uh, a lot of other aspects to it, and for certifications. For uh, for sure. So those are good things. I don't know if you have any wrap up thoughts. I guess you can. I mean, our station broadcasts primarily PA, Jersey, Delaware. Yeah. Of course, we're online, so anyone around can. But your primary area that you would you would go with is it, yeah, tri-state, tri-state area. Okay. All this this general area is where we where we are primarily. We're outside of that too, but but that's the primary area. Yeah. yeah right here. Satisfying work for you, I bet. Oh, it's. It's it's a win win. Everything's great about it. It really is. It's a it's a great business that uh, I've I've loved doing for over twenty years now. And you keep it fun. We keep it fun because that might be another thing. People are like, ah, oh, this is. I know I should learn. It sounds like reading the dictionary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We get we. It, it is fun. It, if you can believe it, it it really is a fun way we do. We use humor. We use stories. We use a lot of practical. It, but it's the right amount of all those things. You know, it's not. Yeah. You're not going to go. Oh, another story. That's not. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know? So cardiac care Inc. And cardiac care and safety. Oh, you, the the. What's the best way to find out more? Yeah, you can give us a call. Two one five eight eight six nine two eight zero. Okay, or you can go to our website, cardiaccareinc dot com. You need double C's in the middle. Double C's give in the middle. Each word Don't it's due. Give, yeah, cardiaccareinc dot com. A lot of C's. But put it all together. Yes, yes. a lot of C's. Dot com. Yeah, yeah. Or again, two one five eight eight six nine two eight zero. Okay. Yeah. Jim, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, thank you. Great been, to be here. And fun. Thanks for for teaching us some things. Absolutely, we like that. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.